بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد We have been reading some hadith on this kitab Shamail al-Muhammadiyah which is commonly known as Shamail of Imam Tirmizi rahimahullah compiled by Imam Tirmizi rahimahullah So Shamail are the noble characteristics of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and for an ummati to know the finer details of the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this is all the dictates of his muhabbat for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so we have been at random reading a few hadith and exploring it further in terms of the explanation so this is the chapter that we had commenced the chapter on the akhlaq of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there is a very common propaganda that has been carrying on from ages, centuries that Islam was spread with a sword this is a common orientalist they have time and time again and as much as this has been so clearly refuted and it's so baseless there can not be one iota of substance in it because a very simple uh, understanding that anybody can have that what is Iman all about Deen, Islam, Iman Iman is something in the heart you can by the edge of the sword make somebody say something with his tongue but you can't put something in his heart and Iman is something in the heart just come a little bit closer Iman is something in the heart so at the most somebody could have been forced to say something but as soon as that coercion is out he'll say what he wants he'll do what he wishes and he'll that what he believes you can't force that with anything what's in his heart you won't even know so that cannot be a more fallacious statement and a something of that nature that Islam was spread with the sword but yes if that there was any truth in it and there is truth in it in a different context that it was spread with the sword of akhlaq because that sword that penetrates the heart the sword in the hand that will only touch the surface it will take somebody's head off also but it can't penetrate the heart but the sword of akhlaq is what penetrated the hearts and this is what brought people into deen in their numbers now that is the lesson to be derived from these ahadith that as repeatedly mentioned over and over again as a reminder for myself and for all of us that this is Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah's mercy that Allah Ta'ala brought us to Madinah Manawara Allah Ta'ala keep us bring us over and over again with ikhlas, with afiyat and with the true objective of what is the purpose of coming to Madinah Manawara, to Makkah Mukarramah the objective should be apart from all the other aspects that obviously the ibadat etc and the acquiring of the great rewards of Umrah, of Ziyara etc but Ishte Ilahi is the objective of Makkah Mukarramah and Ishte Nabawi is the objective of coming to Madinah Manawara to acquire this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala 
and the true muhabbat of Nabi Kareem that it becomes infused into our lives and into every aspect of life so that everything is done in the way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased and it is in accordance to the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem so the wealth of Madina Munawwara what we go to take back is these talimat and these teachings of Nabi Kareem to apply this into our lives learn it, to apply it, this is the purpose and this is what brings solace and comfort to the Mubarak heart of Nabi Kareem that his talimat are adopted people live the life that he had displayed, that he had presented that is the greatest comfort person physically presenting himself also mashallah, is a very great na'mat but even if he is far away but he is as the very well-known Hadith Sharif, Ma'az bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala Nabi Kareem was dispatching him to Yemen and as he saw him off, he gave him some advice and then even said one line that when you return, you will pass by my grave, perhaps. But that perhaps was known to the Sahaba that this perhaps is a certainty. So it was a very emotional moment and Hazrat Mu'az started sobbing. So to console him, Nabi Kareem said something which is a consolation for the entire Ummah. Inna awla nasi bi al-muttaqoon. Man kanu wa haythu kanu. The people closest to me are those who adopt taqwa, who live their lives with taqwa. And wherever they might be, in the furthest corner of the world, and whoever they might be, but if they live with taqwa, they are close to me. If a person is physically close in Madinah Munawwara, but he is not living with taqwa, he is not guarding his gaze, he is not guarding his tongue, he is not guarding his heart, then despite being physically close, unfortunately he is very far. And somebody can be far away, though obviously the aspiration is in the heart of every mu'min to from time to time be physically close as well. That's a very great na'mat from Allah Ta'ala. But if he perchance can't make it and he's far away physically, but he's with taqwa, then he is spiritually very close. And that is the essential thing. That is the most important thing. So together with that spiritual closeness, a person, mashallah, has the opportunity, Allah blesses him with the, spirit, with the physical closeness that is a na'mat upon na'mat. That is nurun ala nur. That will enhance the, the spiritual uh, closeness as well. But without taqwa, then the spiritual, the, the physical closeness won't be that benefit to him. The real benefit will come with taqwa. So in any case, we were talking about the aspect about that if there was a sword that spread Islam, then it was a sword of taqwa, sword of akhlaq. Because this sword penetrates the depths of the heart. It wins people's hearts. And when it wants people's hearts, then they happily, let alone happily accept Islam. Allah is very uh, enthusiastic about other aspects in life, in terms of deen. But many a times when it comes to the aspect of akhlaq, then there's a deficiency. And one is somebody who is far away from deen, Another person, unfortunately, is far away from deen. But sometimes a person who is conscious of deen generally. But when it comes to akhlaq and akhlaq in, within the four walls of our home, akhlaq in various other 
aspects of life, then we unfortunately sometimes find ourselves deficient. The, the crux of akhlaq, the crux of akhlaq which the ulama have explained, is to deal with the makhluk, the creation of Allah Ta'ala, deal with the makhluk in such a way that khaliq becomes happy. Allah Ta'ala becomes happy. So now obviously it is all about how we deal with the makhluk. Makhluk is insan and even other creation of Allah Ta'ala. Animals also. Nabi Akareem Salaam displayed that compassion and kindness to animals which sometimes insan don't display to insan also. That consideration Nabi Akareem Salaam showed to even animals Nabi Hata slaughtering an animal make sure your knife is very sharp and comfort that animal subhanallah this is for what that animal now has got one of the seconds may be left for its life to now be taken but even at that last moment that that knife should be very sharp because now somebody would say well even if it suffered now on five seconds more ten seconds more that knife was a bit blunt but then it's gone the vehicle is asking, no, don't give it the 10 seconds extra suffering. There is some extent of, well, some pain which is going to feel, that's inevitable. But don't extend it one second beyond what is necessary. So now you're going to slot aid, that's, there's life, life is being taken, so there's going to be natural, some pain. But don't extend that for a second more than necessary. So therefore have the knife very sharp, so that it happens swiftly and in the quickest time it's over so that you didn't extend that pain for one second more than necessary. Now this is purely out of consideration for an animal. So that personality who thought so much of consideration for an animal what he would have thought for insan and how much he did show for insan so now this this is unfortunately where we we fall short sometimes that these basic lessons lessons of consideration lessons of being uh, accommodating overlooking forgiving obviously where the laws of shariat are transgressed then that's a different matter now that has to be corrected that has to be set right but within those limits and boundaries, there was an ocean of forgiveness, overlooking, consideration that Nabi Akarim Salaam showed. And this is the lesson that learn and adopt. So now this, the next Hadith Sharif that is here, this is related from Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha. An Aisha radiallahu anha qalat ma baraba Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam biyadihi shay'an qattu. إِلَّا يُجَاهِدَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا دَرَبَ خَادِمًا وَلَمْرَأَةً Aisha Rinana says that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never hit anyone with his hand ever. Now the word that is used here is shay'an, anything. In other words even an animal, insan or even an animal. He never ever used his hand against anyone, except the exception was that if it was in the path of Allah in jihad. Now there is obviously a different matter altogether. Apart from that, there was never a time he hit anybody at all. 
Now, that is all inclusive. It doesn't leave anything out. But despite that being already all inclusive, the Aisha Allah then highlights, Wala daraba khadiman wala imra'atan. He never hit a slave, a servant, which was a very, very common thing at that time. Slaves were regarded as mere property, people owned them, though they were human beings, they had life obviously, and they had to be treated correctly. But because people owned them, so the times of Jahiliyyad, that was something which nobody gave a second thought if they beat a slave up, if they treated him badly, it was like nothing, meant nothing. So she is highlighting that let alone anybody else, even a slave, Nabi Karim never ever raised his hand against a slave, and neither any woman, which was again a very standard thing in that time. And unfortunately, the jahiliyat sometimes continues. Jahiliyat sometimes it shows its head in time to time. Allah forbid, what not happens? What kind of issues come up? Nabi Akhirim never ever raised his hand against any woman. It is not that there were no occasions where he became maybe annoyed over something. There were occasions they became annoyed and he expressed his annoyance as well. But this was never something that generally was ever expressed for anything to do with his personal self. But there was something that bordered on a dini matter. On one occasion, Azwajah Mutaharat, they asked for their standard of life now, as we call it, to be increased also. So everybody else now is living much more comfortably. This was now when many uh, places were conquered already, and a lot of booty was now coming in. So this used to be distributed among the Sahabai Kiram, among the Mujahideen. So now they started having things a bit easier compared to what it was prior to that time. Nabi Akadim still maintained that very, very basic lifestyle and simplicity. So one day the Azwaja Mutaharat got together and they presented this request. But now this was something that Nabi Akadim was not happy about at all. That uh, the household of Nabi Akadim and they also looked in some other direction about others are living comfortably, so we should also have a little bit of a better level of comfort. But there was no comfort, some comfort. Nabi Karim became very upset with this. And in order to correct this mindset that it never ever comes again, whereas it wasn't really a mindset that changed, it was probably a passing thing, and they decided well present it as a request. There was no demand, there was no, they were protesting or something. But they were trained at a very high level. So the training that they were given was on a level that was not for the ordinary person. That was on a very high level. In order to keep this training on that level, for one month, Nabi Karim Salaam stayed aside. He didn't come to any of them for one month. Now that was a very severe and difficult thing for them very difficult. If somebody, which never ever happened, if somebody had to be maybe given some physical punishment for that, that would have been a million times easier. 
this was a very difficult thing. The separation from Nabi Karim Sallallahu that was the most difficult thing. But that was done for their training. But in day-to-day things, Anas radiallahu ta'ala he says, I was in the khidmat of Nabi Karim Sallallahu for 10 years. Now that's not a small duration of time, not a short duration of time. It's a very lengthy time, 10 years. One day, one month, anybody can try and manage it. One month is too long for us. But 10 years, he says in 10 years, and now he came in as a young boy, 10 years old. His mother brought him and said, please, this is your khadim. You keep him as your khadim. Accept him as your for your khidmat. So now in that period of time, in that, in that, that stage of life, in that age, very playful age, and want to, child wants to do what the child wants to do. Also be running around, doing things. Anasran himself says, sometimes Nabi Karim Sallallahu would send me on an errand. After some time he would come to see, now where am I? I'm busy playing with the children, I haven't gone. So he will ask me that, have you gone to do what you were told to do? So I'll say, okay, I'm going now. Now these kind of things used to happen, and this is the context in which he is saying what he's saying. These kind of day-to-day things. He says, in 10 years, not once, Nabi Kareem said to me, oof. So it was, not that he, he was a child, and he was growing up at that time. So these type of things happened too. But Nabi Salaam would be smiling about it and let him carry on. Let it happen. Now this was the level of consideration, akhlaq. What had to be corrected was corrected. What had to be thought was thought. And there were times when things were thought of but firmly as well. But the extent of akhlaq. Now in this is the highlight here that Hazrat Aisha Radnana is saying, Wala daraba khadiman wala imra'atan. He never hit a khadim, a servant, a slave. Neither did he ever raise his hand on any woman. Which was a very common thing, very standard thing. It meant nothing for a person to now give his wife one slap. Small thing that wasn't regarded as anything. Whereas what Akhlaq Nabi Karim Salaam showed, this was a different thing. Just on this mat, one thing comes to mind. Some years back, there was a, the name is slipping my mind now. He was a murid of Hazrat Muhammad but he was a Khalifa of Hazrat Muhammad Khan Shah no, but remember the name. He came to South Africa a couple of times, passed away a few years back. He was already in his 90s. Dr. Tanwir Saab, GG. So once he was in Durban giving a talk in the Westville Masjid. So now he comes from a Patan background. And they are generally known to be of a hot temperament. He said that once now he had invited, or he had come to Pakistan, so he had invited him to his place, or maybe he had stayed there too. So now, that was his tabiyat, coming from that background. So he says now, while everybody is seated for meals, so he is going to bring things and come. So his normal habit and way, so whatever he's feeling is not being done right, whatever, he's shouting about it, reprimanding and scolding. But now he wasn't realizing that that voice was reaching 
everybody is seated, others are hearing this as well. So in any case that passed after the meal was over, etc. Now it was later in the room. So we asked him that in a very, very style was achieved. We saw go Awazi could bulan bulandarahiti could shorata. We were sitting to eat, we were hearing some raised voices, any problem, anything. So he realized what I was talking about now. Now he realized that all what I was shouting there was all reaching here. So he said in his same casual manner, see oh, this woman they don't listen and they do their own things and whatever he might have said now, basically complaining. So really you even you shout and scold at them like that. There was a big thing about shouting and scolding. Sometimes when you give them one to Toba Toba, Stafirullah, Toba Toba. How can you ever do that? She said, Brother, how else is it going to work? So she said, Otherwise, now he's thinking that number one, he was of that age also, and he was a bit informal. So he was talking on that, just to. Depending on the person now, somebody, not for everybody to do the same thing. He was on some level of informality in certain things. So he said, then I'm going to have to become some murid. I'll have to become the murid of my wife, so to say. Because it won't work without that. So he said, in any case, some time passed now, a couple of years later, Hazrat came back one day. Again, after the me and all that, others is reminding him that last time I came, there was some issue. How's everything going now? <laughs> so he said, You didn't hear it. I was getting the shouting. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole tables have turned. But the point is that this is that same message and lesson that these Akabir had, they themselves absorbed and imbibed and they passed on. This is the way we have to conduct ourselves. And this is the greatest test in our lives, the test of akhlaq. Those who have blessed us with some understanding of deen. So sometimes we become a little bit complacent in certain aspects because with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, we might be conscious of other aspects of deen. person now is, mashallah, is making his five times salah with jama'ah, with takbir ula, he's making tilawat with the Qur'an Sharif daily, some tasbihat, zikr. Alhamdulillah, this is Allah Ta'ala's tremendously great na'mat. But that should not make us complacent about mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq. Otherwise, all this will be done for others. Not done for others in the sense that being done to show anybody, being done with ikhlas, utmost ikhlas. But being done for others meaning that they are going to receive it. The day of Qiyamah, all those who were at the receiving end of our bad treatment, of our poor akhlaq, of our wrong mu'amalat and mu'asharat, the day of Qiyamah, they will take away all these rewards. That Umrah or somebody else. Ziyarat, somebody else. Tilawat, how many khatams, somebody else took it away. And Allah forbid, everything gets exhausted, they will say, take my sins now. So that's a very, very great loss, the greatest loss. So this is the lesson of akhlaq that we have to adopt and learn. And this is what will preserve our amal as well. The next hadith is also related by Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and Aisha radiallahu anha qadat ma ra'itu rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam muntasiran min mazlamatin zulimaha qattu 
مالم یون تحق من محارم اللہ شیعن فَإِذَن تُحِقَ مِن مَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ شَيْءٌ كَانَ مِنْ أَشَدِّهِمْ فِي ذَلِكَ غَضَبًا عائشہ رضی اللہ عنہ says that I never saw نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ever taking revenge due to some oppression that was meted out on him somebody oppressed him in some way somebody hurt him in some way somebody offended him in some way somebody cheated him badly says, I have never on one occasion saw Nabi Kareem ever taking revenge for any difficulty that was put upon him. Nothing, ever. Never ever took revenge for his personal self. Now, mashallah, we should be trying, we should be trying our utmost to adopt every sunnah of Nabi Kareem Every sunnat is filled with tremendous noor, barakat. We should be making an effort to bring the sunnat alive in our homes. Every sunnat. There is no such thing as a small sunnat. Sometimes it's not meant in a negative way. What is meant to be said is that it is an easy sunnat. That is what is meant. But the terminology that is used is not right. The expression should be changed. Small sometimes gives the in sort of meaning of something that is so to say insignificant whereas there is no such thing as a small sunnat every sunnat is gigantic but yes there are some very easy sunnats very easy to adopt, very easy to make amal on and it requires just some consciousness to become part, make that part of one's life naturally now for example the sunnat of entering the masjid so enter with the right foot Beside the Masnoon dua before entering. And subhanallah, these duas are so filled with meaning and it fills one with the connection with Allah Ta'ala. So now the person is entering the masjid, first to recite the rules of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then the Masnoon dua, Allah Muftahli Abuaba Rahmatik. Now subhanallah, what a concise dua. If at that moment is, an, is an, a moment of acceptance, at that moment that dua came out with that sincerity and it got accepted. If that dua got accepted, Ya Allah, open for me the doors of your rahmat. What's left for him to ask? If the doors of Allah's rahmat open up for somebody, what, what, what is left for him? Allah's Rahmat has come, what's left? Now unfortunately, because we don't inculcate this sometimes back at home, we walk without care into the masjid, without being conscious of these adab, of these sunnats, whereas it takes no additional effort. He is walking in that motion of walking, he's going to do what he's doing. He didn't have to stop also. And he sometimes is talking at that time, so that breath which he's spending talking just besides this and it doesn't take three seconds also maybe five seconds so no effort really cost nothing didn't cost one cent to go somewhere to do it there's no exertion at all and subhanallah if in that moment he got the acceptance now because of lack of care and doing it back at home we find people now will be entering masjid as well with the same lack of care now the person entered with the left foot because he is talking away without the dua being recited 
And we lost out on so much. We lost out on what we can't imagine. Now, now, on the one side, we might call it, as we say, a small sunnah, but it's not small. Just imagine that if this got accepted at that time, can that be called small? That is gigantic, beyond our imagination. But yes, very easy, extremely easy, so simple, so easy. And now at that time, entering also to make the niyat of i'tikaf. One is the i'tikaf, which is of the highest level of i'tikaf, the i'tikaf in the last 10 days of Ramadan. But apart from that, nafil i'tikaf, any masjid, any time of the day or night, for any duration. Person enters the masjid, nawaitul i'tikaf alillahi azza wa jal, maadumtu fil masjid, any words, and making the niyat of i'tikaf for the duration, I'll be in the masjid for Allah Ta'ala. First, for that entire duration of time, he's getting the sawab of i'tikaf. So, now, we were talking about that these are all sunnahs to be adopted, sunnahs to be inculcated into our lives. Every sunnah we should try. There are certain things we might not be able to bring up immediately, we should feel that sorrow in our hearts. Never feel it that, well, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. My weakness, inshallah, Allah will give me topic for this too. But now, those sunnahs we do have some consciousness in our hearts. That this too is sunnah and I should be adopting it. But there are certain things that just don't cross our mind that this too is something to adopt as a sunnah. <coughs> now for example, there's something that has happened, somebody offended us, somebody hurt us, whatever. And there's a thirst for some revenge of some sort, even if it is just to say something back. Just to say something back is that something is bubbling now inside. Now this person, I shouldn't let him get away. At that time, shaitan puts all kinds of very nice thoughts in the mind too. See, if I don't put this person in his place, then he's going to do it to somebody else also. So now to save somebody else, I need to sort him out. But now when he was doing it to somebody else, that time I didn't think of sorting it out. And somebody else was on the receiving end, I didn't think of advising him. But now when I got at the receiving end, suddenly now I want to save somebody else. That's all shaitan's, all his waswasas and traps and tricks. To make us do something, but make but appease us that no, we did it for the right reason. Whereas that wasn't that was just that was a cover up. The actual issue was what was bubbling that within ourselves, our own anger. So now to vent it. So now I have to say something. Now at that time, to think back that Nabi Karim Salasun never ever took revenge for anything for his personal self. On this occasion I'm gonna practice on this sunnah. And the aspects that pertain to the inner self, these are generally far higher than what pertains to the external self. So the reward of that too will be far greater. But now that never crosses our mind that this too is a, the way of life. Sunnah, what is Sunnah? The way of life. At-Tariqatul Maslukatu Fiddin. The Sunnah of Nabi Karim Salaam, whatever he did, how he conducted himself, Everything about him, all this is part of his sunnah. And now this sunnah, if a person, the, the one is, our niyat is sometimes very limited. Abdullah, that is a good niyat also, that I'll get the, the reward of practicing on it. Definitely, that's part of our niyat. And subhanallah, what can we imagine, what is the reward of practicing on the sunnah? But the niyat must be extended beyond that. 
niyat must be extended beyond that. That what be, apart from the reward, if this is the sunnah of my Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, this will bring me closer to him. And it will bring me closer to him, that closeness, the reality of that will be seen on the day of Qiyamah. In dunya also his barakat comes in so many ways, but the reality of it will be seen on the day of Qiyamah. So now that must be part of that consciousness, part of that thinking. Whenever there is an opportunity to fulfill a sunnah, that is the part of the thinking that must be in place. person decides, subhanallah, our mind generally, and that too is part of it, it's definitely part of it, the niyad for the sawab of it. That is why the sawab has been mentioned to us. All the great rewards have been mentioned to encourage us, so that we will get encouraged by the, by the understanding and the knowledge that this brings such great rewards. But we should not keep it confined to that. That is part of the niyad, definitely. But more than that is, that this is a means of taqarrub ilallah. It's a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Every subhanallah, every alhamdulillah, every turakat of nafil that I've got a chance to research, perform. Every good deed. La tahqiranna min al-ma'roofi shay'a. Nabi Kareem Salaam, don't regard any good act as trivial. Don't look down upon it. That could take one closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, that is the mindset. And especially the na'mat, the blessing of coming to the Haramain Sharifain. The thing to achieve in this is to condition the mind and heart to think in this manner. There's a lot of exertion, especially in Makkah Bukharama. But in Amunawara, things are much more calmer and easier in that sense. But in Makkah Bukharama, there's a lot of exertion now. If a person is making Umrah, so now the Tawaf, the Shahi, depending on the crowds and depending on sometimes the heat. And so there's a lot of exertion. If the person only is counting Salah, sometimes he'll get tired. But if he is driven by love, that is a different feeling then. That this step, each step is getting him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And if there is mujahada in it, al-mushahada biqadril mujahada. That the mushahada and the witnessing of the blessings of Allah Ta'ala is, it is in accordance to the extent of mujahada. How much mujahada, so much mushahada. So now that exertion becomes a pleasure. Not that a person should exert himself beyond his capacity. But what is within his capacity, now he won't be lazy, he won't be shirking to do what he can do. One is something beyond what he can do, it's beyond him. But what he is able to do and he is now lazing, that won't happen. So this is the need to be extended and expanded, that every amal, that this will take me closer to Allah Ta'ala. Every sunnah, this will bring me closer to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this will be will earn me the love of Allah as well. يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَخْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Following in the footsteps of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will make one beloved to Allah Ta'ala and will earn the forgiveness of his sins. So this is what Hazrat Aisha Siddiqah radiallahu is saying that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never saw him once taking revenge ever. In fact there were so many incidents where he was, the one very well-known incident, Nabi Karim Salaam is walking among the Sahaba, with the Sahaba he is, in the middle of, now can we imagine a personality like Nabi Karim Salaam, what maqam and position Allah blessed him with, and then among the Sahaba, 
and this Bedouin comes and then he grabs the shawl, the, the sheet that Nabi Karim Salaam is wearing and he jerks it. So now it was coarse, the edge was coarse. So now by jerking it with force, it hurt. And it hurt because it left an imprint. So now if it left an imprint on the Mubarak body of Nabi Karim Salaam, it obviously hurt. But now these kind of things, sometimes more than the physical hurt, if somebody had to do something to us, maybe a fraction of that in public. Somebody comes in public now and just points a finger now at our face. Maybe didn't even hit, just came and you know, saying something now, harsh little bit, he points a finger, maybe puts it on our face, just touch. That physically might not hurt us at all but emotionally it might be very painful. We feel very humiliated, and we feel whatever, and that might trigger us more than what we, what he said to us. We regard that as a very, very terribly disrespectful thing to do, and something that humiliated us. Now this is not just touching, this was something that was a physical hurt, and that too in the presence of the Sahaba. And then on top of that he says, Murli mimmalillah. Give the command for me to be given something from Allah's wealth. In other words, not yours. And the reaction, the reaction of the Akareem smiles at him. Smiles at him. And he tells somebody, give him something. And then he moves on. Now this is the akhlaq we're talking about. That akhlaq that was displayed at a very high level. We may not be able to reach that height in any way, but we have to be aspiring to emulate it. We might, out of the billion steps, that will take a few steps forward. But if you don't even have that aspiration that I need to emulate this, I need to try and improve in this, I need, this is a sunnah also. I need to now work on this, then rather than moving forward, every issue will take us backwards, because we'll be reacting in ways that don't resemble the Mubarak way of Nabi Karim Salaam in any way. Nevertheless, as Aisha Nana then says further, that Malam yuntahak min maharimillahi shayun, as long as something was not done which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. In other words, the law of Allah was not transgressed. Now this is the opposite of what our situation is. Laws of Allah Ta'ala are sometimes transgressed and nobody bats an eyelid. And if our personal situation is now something not done as we preferred it, that will be a big problem. Then people will see our true colors. But the law of Allah Ta'ala was tampled, it like nothing happened. If the law of Allah was tampled, then Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu became very upset. If the law of Allah was tampled, then he was very upset then he would correct it immediately and he would sort it out but personally for his personal self never ever took revenge in any matter Allah Ta'ala give me all of us a tawfiq Allah Ta'ala bless us for the tawfiq of adopting the Mubarak and beautiful akhlaq of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and give us a tawfiq of emulating his Mubarak life in every aspect Allah Ta'ala bless us all wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخلنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب خير وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين ألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمثنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان إله العالمين يا الله وموس مصفول موس كريشيس موس كائن موس لذين الله إله العالمين يا الله فقيب أسي الله فقيب أول وميجين معين السنسي الله Allah forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, show your maghfirat on the Ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat on the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world, Ya Allah. Wherever the Muslims are in any pain, suffering, hardship, Ya Allah. Remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the difficulties and calamities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant afiyat in each one's deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You guide us, Ya Allah. You guide us at every step of our life, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to adopt the beautiful and mubarak way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Enable us to adopt his beautiful akhlaq, Ya Allah. Bless us with his beautiful mu'abalat and mu'asharat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, with his ibadat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us, Ya Allah, to follow in his footsteps, in mubarak footsteps, in every aspect of life, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive all our shortcomings, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept our coming to the Mubarak places, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. Nothing is capable and worthy of being presented to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all we can beg is your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, overlook our faults, Ya Allah. All we can say is, Ti'na ibidha'atim musti'at. Fa'awfilana al-kila wa tasaddaq alayna. Ya Allah, we've only come with extremely defective goods, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, accept, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive and overlook all the shortcomings and mistakes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make our coming to Makkah Mukarramah means of gaining your Muhammad and Ishq, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our coming to Madinah Munawara means of gaining true Ishq and Mubarak and Muhammad of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the Ittima of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to love the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us in the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah, enable us to use the Mubarak month in the correct manner, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from wasting the time of this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us total forgiveness, Ya Allah. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana minal nar. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana minal nar. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana wa riqaba ahabaina wa riqaba ummahatina wa riqaba abnaina wa ikhwatina wa akhawatina. وجميع المؤمنين من النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 
انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله